The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Of Ask Your Lawyer Show, I'm your host, uh, like usual, on the last Monday of every month, Mujib uh, Rahman of .com Solicitors. And today I'm joined by my honourable colleague, uh, Mr. Anwar Kazi, and our last show, we spoke about homelessness and we underlined and overwent and uh, went through some aspects of homelessness. We said, what is the, the legal definition of homelessness? Uh, who owes who a duty? How is ho- how is homelessness gonna? How does it happen? When are you intentionally homeless? When are you deemed unintentionally homeless? Who owes who a duty of care, etc., etc.? So we did go through all that. Uh, <clears throat> so we're just gonna do a quick reminder before we move into the actual parts that we missed out from last time. So those of you that didn't listen last time, listen in this time. I'm sure the podcasts are available on the Inspire FM uh, webpage. And anybody that has any questions to do with homelessness. Ring, uh, ring into the studio. We'll uh, we're accepting live calls. You could also WhatsApp your messages. So if you want to call in and uh, ask a live question, your tele- uh, the telephone number for you to call is zero one five eight two four eight one eight double two. And if you want to WhatsApp any messages, uh, WhatsApp to uh, WhatsApp them to zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. So Assalamu alaikum, brother and Wakazi. How are you? In our previous show, we we provided some general overview advice on on homelessness, and we said that we will have further discussions on this topic. It's an ex- extensive and complex area of law, and uh, today we will talk continue with continue homelessness. with homelessness, but discuss more specific about some elements okay. of housing. No uh, problem. As I've like, stated in the introduction, that we're gonna go through some of the things that uh, some of the aspects shall i say that we went through in the last segment now uh mr kazi do housing authorities have a duty to provide or secure anything for anybody or could you just go through the duties and who owes who a duty briefly just for our guests yeah that's right yeah housing authorities have a duty uh, to provide or secure the provision of advice and information about homelessness and the prevention of homelessness free of charge this is only about we're talking about advice and uh, these services uh, will form part of the offer to to applicants who are owed uh, other duties under Part Seven. Part Seven is, is is Part Seven of the Housing Act, nineteen ninety-six, which, which being... mainly deals with yeah. with with homelessness, the prevention uh, of homelessness. Exactly. Okay. And should this be available to any person living within that district or in that borough is it specifically generic for everyone information and advice uh, duty to provide information and advice uh, apply to even those who are not entitled to assistance uh, including those for example have some kind of restrictions on their migration status or okay. those who are found so, intentionally homeless the council the local authorities are under duty to at least provide 
advice or provide some kind of guidance to them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So basically, just in a nutshell, to answer that question, Mr. Kazi, you're saying that the person seeking advice could go to any borough, any district. You don't have to be older duty by that district. You don't have to be a registered resident within that district and they will help you and assist you. Uh, well, yeah, that's right. But my, my advice would be that you approach your nearest council oh, yeah. or the council that you have local connections or, or, or you have left for you have left mm-hmm. there for some time or even you're working in that in that borough so so yes generally you can approach any councils and have as as i've said before that uh, any issues concerning homelessness and if you realize your rights or not uh, obeyed or or you you did not receive the facilities or advice that you services the yeah. services that you needed you can approach you know solicitors for this type of advice and when i when i talk about advice and information i'm actually talking from section uh, 179 of the housing act 1996 and that this one section 179 specifically provides that authorities must provide information and advice on on preventing homelessness, right. securing accommodation when homeless, the rights of people who are homeless or threatened with homelessness and the duties of the authorities, and any help that's available from authority or anyone else uh, for people in the authorities district who are homeless or may become homeless within 56 days. Okay. Now... I remember in the last segment, I'm just trying to juggle my memory a bit as well. We spoke about applications. Uh, we suggested that when you're about to become homeless, approach your council, make your applications, etc. What's the procedure for early applications, etc.? You see that general advice is, or, or my advice would be, that if you feel you're threatened with homelessness or you're becoming, you're about to become homeless. Um, uh, then it's advisable that you approach the council at earliest possible stage. That will at least give time the local authorities to consider your application. But within Housing Act is 56 days. Okay, so if you're going to become homeless within 56 days, uh, make your applications for homelessness uh, to seek assistance and uh, maximize the time and opportunities available to you in order to prevent you from being homeless. Exactly. And you could seek these informations, uh, as we previously mentioned, through your local authority website. Uh, and they must have. They might have other channels available for you, as in subsections or sub offices where they provide certain specific advice to do with homelessness. That's right. Early ap- applications for homelessness assistance maximize the time and opportunities that... Uh, available to prevent homelessness information provided through authorities websites and uh, other other channels actually um, so uh, it's quite advisable okay. that people faced with homelessness to approach okay. the local authorities as soon as possible and what does this help enable people to do and enable people well it will enable help enable people to take action themselves where possible mm-hmm. actively encourage them to seek assistance from uh, the local authority in good time if they need it okay and, yeah interesting 
I know we spoke about section 179 subsection 1 where you were talking about the prevention of homelessness and have you. again listeners please don't be uh, don't get a bit worried if we're mentioning sections it's just I know we need to forget the fact that we're lawyers but unfortunately that's how we remember things <laughs> through the sections and the subsections but section subsection 2 of section 179 states that housing authorities and we mentioned this in the last segment as well that the housing authorities are under obligation and they must design advice and information to meet the needs of people within their local district or catchment or borough or whatever you want to say and the specific groups that take more importance or precedence over others now what what are these groups Admiral? Yeah, first of all, you, you talked about, about provision. We have a statutory yeah. laws, which are acts yeah. of parliament, and then we have yeah. common law cases, president cases, uh, you know, made by judges. Of so course. let's not forget that. Yeah. And uh, Section 1792 states that housing authorities must design, advise, and, and information services to meet the needs of people. Right within the district, including in particular the needs of 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 different groups, care leavers, former members of of armed forces, mm-hmm. victims of domestic abuse, uh, people uh, leaving hospital, people uh, suffering from mental illness and impairment, and 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 some other groups that requires urgent assistance. Okay. And what type of people will, or what type of authorities or service providers will housing authorities need to work with? Uh, well, housing uh, housing authorities will need to work with other relevant statutory, non-statutory service providers to uh, identify groups who are at particular risk and to develop appropriate provisions that is accessible to those who are likely to need it. And here we're talking about we're about charities, about housing associations. So, so in general terms, the local authorities can delegate their functions. Okay. But overall, they do need to meet their duties and obligations under Section 179 of the Housing Act 1996. Okay. So... They just need to prepare for these kind of people, have tailored advice for them. The, 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 the aim is to make sure that those who are in priority need yeah. of housing assistance mm-hmm. to be identified and make sure that they do not face any hardship or homelessness in their lives and to prevent them from affecting their health and their welfare and so okay but you know many people that risk or are concerned about the risk of homelessness what would they be practically seeking Uh, most people concerned about risk of homelessness will be seeking practical advice and assistance to help them remain in their accommodation and or secure alternative accommodation Mm -hmm. Uh, let's not forget actually this type of general advice provided uh, by the councils by the local uh, authorities uh, obviously they will not provide some kind of detailed advice 
uh, about their housing situation or, or or if they're homeless or threatened with homelessness. It's okay. quite advisable that if they are faced with any issues concerning homelessness to approach uh, solicitors, they, they, they can advise them in a proper, detailed manner. Appropriate yeah. fashion. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What advice on the following of the following issues or on the following issues may help prevent people from becoming threatened with homelessness homelessness tenant you know tenants rights and rights of occupation mm-hmm. what to do about harassment uh, threats of uh, illegal eviction mm-hmm. uh, rights to benefit and we're talking about welfare benefit housing benefit council tax support and how to protect and retrieve rent deposits, rent and mortgage arrears, how to manage debts. All these information come under under one um, under section 179. And oh, we, we have discussed this topic before, you see, about illegal eviction, about harassment, about the rent deposit scheme. And yes, we've we repeatedly have. said that if those landlords who are not following these requirements will have difficulties, yeah. yeah, consequences in evicting the tenants from their properties. Indeed, yeah. And obviously, people getting risk from violence and abuse, grants available for housing repair and uh, adaption, uh, obtem- uh, obtaining a property in the private sector, and a lot of councils encourage that and actually help towards that as well, don't they? That's right. Yeah. Uh, apply for social housing and uh, how to access a shared ownership or other low-cost home ownership schemes. Uh, so to be, yeah, uh, Section 179 of the Housing Act mm. uh, 1996 uh, places obligations on the local authorities to make sure that you you follow these duties they comply with yeah, certain, comply yeah. with certain conditions uh, you know to make people. sure that people who are homeless or threatened with homelessness are protected or are assisted not on the streets yes. yeah exactly that's the purpose of one section okay. section 79 now that we're talking about section 179 we spoke about this last in the last segment as well section 179 subsection 4 so what are the type of people? How? What are the type of persons or people will housing authorities also assist with? Yeah, uh, one section, uh, section one seven nine four. Housing authorities may also assist such people like voluntary organisation by uh, allowing them to use their premises belonging to the housing authority. And making available furniture or other goods by way of gift, uh, loan, and some other arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, make available the services of staff employed by the housing authorities. Uh, in general term, housing authorities should monitor the provision of advisory services to ensure that they continue to meet the needs of of of, of the sections. And the sections of 1794. Okay. Okay, now, I mean, we spoke and we obviously keep saying homeless or if you're threatened with becoming homeless or anything like that. So, 
Shall we discuss how to determine if a person is homeless or threatened with homelessness? Absolutely. A, 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 a topic, a complex, wide, uh, quite useful information. Uh, and I'll, I'll discuss about how to determine whether a person is homeless or threatened with homelessness uh, for the purposes of uh, Part 7 of the Housing Act 1996. Right. And uh, one of the sections I intend to mention is one. Uh, eight four. If a housing authority has a, a reason or, or reasons, or has a reason to believe that a person applying to the housing authority for accommodation or assistance and obtaining accommodation may be homeless or threatened with homelessness, it must make inquiries to specify itself whether the applicant is eligible uh, for housing or for advice, and if any or all to that. A person and we discussed this before you see mm-hmm. when uh, people or applicants approach the local authorities uh, for housing assistance then the c- local authorities are under uh, a duty to make a decision a written decision mm-hmm. okay what about those that are threatened with homelessness uh, I'll go further is, is section 175 for a person is threatened with homelessness if they're likely to become homeless within 56 days. Uh, previously, it was 21 days, and I think uh, came to light that 21 days are quite short, and the councils or the local authorities may not have enough time to make decisions. That's why they've come up with a kind of early taking action quite at earlier stages that is 56 days right okay um what are the number of different factors because i know there's a few factors that yeah one consider. section uh, section 1755 a person is also threatened with homelessness if a valid notice under section 21 of the housing act 1998 has been issued in respect of the only accommodation uh, available for their occupation and the notice will expire within 56 days. We have discussed about section 21 before. Mm. Um, in section 21 of the Housing Act 1998, uh, landlords do not need to give any reasons, but at the same time must give a reasonable time to to the tenants to find an alternative accommodation so what one section uh, section 1755 mm-hmm. is doing that if your your section 12 if the section 21 note is going to expire within 56 days it's advisable that you approach your local authorities for housing assistance mm-hmm. and advice okay uh, just to clarify Anwar is everybody threatened with homelessness uh, eligible for assistance for argument's sake well it's quite difficult to answer this 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 uh, this question uh, one section uh, section 195 provides that where applicants are threatened with homelessness and eligible for housing assistance uh, how uh, for assistance housing authorities must take reasonable steps to prevent their 
homelessness. Okay, so no matter who you are, what you are, the housing authority is in your but catchment should. There are exceptions, you see, which you buy. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't even want to say, imagine you, you, own, you own properties elsewhere. You see, there are other factors that may make you ineligible. But when it comes to advice, advisory services is not limited. Okay, no problem. Uh, we're going to be going off on a short break soon. Uh, but do stay tuned in. So, as you've just heard, Mr. Anwar, he was just explaining the different uh, factors that are there to be assessed if you are threatened with homelessness. When we're back from the break, he's, uh, he's going to discuss and inform us of the different factors that are there t- that will determine whether a person is homeless or not homeless. Uh, so uh, on that note inshallah ta'ala we're gonna go off for a short break now and inshallah we'll be back shortly so stay tuned with us and i'm, I'm your host from the oscar Lur show mr mujib rahman and i'm joined with my guest and wakazi salam alaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah everybody Welcome back to the Ask Your Lawyer Show I'm your host Mr. Uh, I'm your host Mujib And I'm joined with my colleague Anwar Qazi also of .com solicitors Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Wa alaikum assalamu Mujib Yeah, uh, we previously we provided an overview about homelessness uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it's quite advisable to our listeners That if you're faced with uh, uh, homelessness Or threatened with homelessness That you approach uh, the local or your local authorities as soon as possible earliest is better than being late and uh, although there are duties legal duties on local authorities to provide uh, advice and information and also give access to all this information that you need for your housing uh, issues it's quite advisable that if your application is uh, refused or rejected by the local authorities that you approach uh, solicitors to assist you uh, it's quite really uh, important uh, you know housing having housing problem will have severe effects on your life and on life of your family and your health yeah. and your health and therefore it's, 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 it's very necessary and important that you uh, either seek assistance uh, or advice from the local authorities, authorities yeah. or alternatively you can approach uh, solicitors or for for more specific advice and i say if our listeners have any questions uh, tonight you know they can call us through inspire fm or leave their numbers with with inspire fm and we will definitely contact them back okay so you just said it affects your families affects your health related to issues affects your whole household becoming homeless right so now mr kazi what will constitute to a person or applicant's family or household just for the purpose of yes, the application this one uh, section 176 uh, provides that accommodation shall be treated 
as available for a person's occupation only if it's available for occupation by them together with any other person who normally reside, resides with them, such as family members or any other person who might reasonably be expected to reside uh, with them. Okay, so it's subject to reasonableness. It covers your family and anybody that's reasonably believed or perceived to be living with you. That's absolutely right, yeah. Okay. And uh, both these groups of people constitute member of applicants, household or accommodation will only be considered to be available if it's available for uh, occupation by both the applicant and all members of their household. Okay, so it's not... even though you're applying as a single person, includes everybody within that household that you're Exactly. That, uh, okay. And then suitability of property comes, uh, we will discuss at later stages that that, that property needs to be, uh, even if you're a, you're a single applicant, and that, that property needs to be uh, suitable, not, ju- not just for yourself, but also for, uh, for your family members. Okay, no problem. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kwasi. But... This brings out another question now. Who has the legal right to occupy the accommodation? Uh, that's, yeah, s- section 175 still goes on. Uh, 175. One, a person is homeless if they have no accommodation, accommodation available for occupation in the UK or somewhere else, which they have a legal right to occupy by, by, by having interest in it, such as the owner, the leaseholder, or the tenant or any kind of court order and then it goes further uh, legal right to occupy um, can be from an express or implied license to to occupy such as a lodger as an employee with a service of occupancy or when living with a relative and it goes on further any enactment or rule of law or any let's say provisions or common law giving them the right to remain in occupation or restricting the right of another person to recover possession for example a person with the right to retain occupation under a a statutory uh, tenant under rent act 1977 where that person's contractual rights to occupy have expired or been terminated okay what happens if a person has been occupying accommodation as a licensee but the license has now been terminated. yeah a person who has been uh, occupying accommodation as a licensee or whose license uh, has been terminated or who does not have any other alternative accommodation available for their occupation is homeless why because they no longer have a legal right to continue to occupy that property or dwelling despite the fact that that person may continue to occupy he might physically be occupying that property but he doesn't have any legal legal rights but as an unauthorized occupier this may include, for example, those required to leave hostels, hospitals, uh, former employees uh, occupying premises under a service occupancy, which is dependent upon contracts of employment. Those who lose their, their, their employment and at the same time they lose their, uh, 
and the, the, the facilities or the accommodation that they were they were provided. Okay, well, thank you, Mr. Kazi. Just a bit before this uh, question, you were talking, and this brought something to my mind. You're talking that, uh, and you're stating that if a person has a family home or uh, interest in a property or relative or family home, for example, for example, most people from the Asian background, uh, they live with the parents. That's right. The house might not particularly be theirs. It might be on the dad's name, but they're just living with the dad, so they have a kind of equitable interest within the property, so to speak. Mm. So, what happens if the dad or the family tells them to leave the accommodation? Uh, well, uh, first of all, um, uh, understand most, 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 most people do live with their family yeah. members and in, in, but life circumstances or suitability of accommodation and things like that. Um, some applicants may have been asked to leave uh, their current accommodation by family or friends with whom they have been living. In, in these cases, the housing authority will need to consider carefully uh, whether the applicant's license to occupy the accommodation has in fact been revoked. And we had so many of these cases where we we were approached by clients and I've said that, look, I've been living for a number of years with my family and now I've got children and, you know, other needs. And Well, they can indeed approach the local authorities for assistance. But just then, they're, they're insisting that this type of applicants or their applications need to be considered quite carefully to make sure that the licenses or whatever legal rights they had in that property are revoked. Mm -hmm. In some application, uh, in some circumstances, what if the applicant is unable to stay in the accommodation? In, like yeah, that? in some cases, the applicant may be unable to stay in the accommodation, and in others, there might be scope for preventing or postponing homelessness and. Uh, providing them with an opportunity to plan their future accommodation with assistance from the housing authorities. Um, this, when you approach the local authorities for assistance, first they try, if you're a tenant, first they try to negotiate with your landlords to find out or to establish if there are any rooms where you can remain in your cur current uh, uh, accommodation. And same applies to those living with family members. Uh, local authorities may discuss with their family members to see if there are any kind of solution where, or, or compromise where the applicants can remain in that property or request for some more time to let them stay in their current accommodation until the local authorities find or come up with some kind of plan. Okay. What about people that actually have nowhere to go and they've got generally and they've got gen genuine difficulties in finding alternative accommodation. Uh, people living with family and friends may have genuine difficulties in finding alternative accommodation that can lead to 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 friction and disputes within their uh, current home. In some cases, external support or the offer of assistance with securing securing alternative housing may help to reduce tension and prevent homelessness. The use of mediation service may assist there. As you mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there are some circumstances where people 
do have some some issues. But having said that, you see, when we talk about issues, the housing part seven of the Housing Act, uh, you know, gave priority to those who are the victims of domestic uh, violence is quite visible that if you're suffering from any type of violence domestic in domestic abuse in in, in your um, family, home. family home then it's very advisable that you approach the local authorities as soon as possible they will take your cases or your application seriously and they will make sure that you are assisted in every way possible Okay. What about in cases where people are like 16, 17 years old, they're threatened to be kicked out of their family homes? In cases. What happens for these young adults or young teenagers? In cases uh, of 16, 17, quite young age, all threatened with uh, exclusion from family home children's services or we or normally i think normal word we use social services will be the lead agency but should work closely with housing authorities to prevent homelessness and support young people to remain within the family network wherever it is safe and appropriate for them to do so so they're they're more into pointing out to our social services that they need to uh, make sure that um, these youngsters 16 and 17 are assisted and they social services can approach the council on their behalf to make sure that they have uh, suitable accommodation okay. or place to stay That's is there anything else or any other aspects that the host uh, housing Authorities will need to do. The housing authorities will also need to be alert to the possibility of collusion where family or friends agree to revoke a license to occupy accommodation that would have been uh, reasonable for that person to uh, to remain in that property. Uh, to continue to occupy the, the property as part of um, the arrangement whose purpose is to enable the applicant to be entitled to assistance under part seven okay. thank you mr Anwar. what if the individual has not got any ability or is unable to secure entry to accommodation or anything um, like that's right the inability to secure entry to accommodation some circumstances you may have an arrangement with family members or friends that you can live in that property and suddenly you find yourself in a situation where, where you cannot gain access to to that pre-arranged accommodation or or place under section 1752a a person is also homeless if they have a legal entitlement to accommodation but is unable to secure entry to it well, it's quite clear. For example, uh, those who have been evicted I- illegally or unlawful eviction, we do find some clients where we they approach us that their landlords have just changed the locks of the They're property, going, yes. and uh, or, or those whose accommodation is being uh, occupied illegally by squatters. We have something squatters' rights. So we really don't want to talk about squatters' rights, and then we have. Situation where people are occupying the uh, an accommodation with their family members, and suddenly they are due to some issues, they cannot gain access to that property. So these type of people do need to be treated as 
homeless. What would be reasonably, or what is considered reasonable to continue to occupy? Uh, reasonable to continue to occupy an accommodation is uh, section 1753 provides that the person shall not be treated as having an accommodation unless it is accommodation which it would be uh, reasonable for them to continue to occupy there are number of provisions relating to whether or not it's reasonable for somebody to continue to occupy accommodation and these right. there's not a, a, a simple test of reasonableness it is for the housing authority to make a judgment on the facts of each case taking into account the circumstances of the applicant is basically case by case basis more into factual and uh, so placing a duty on local authorities to 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 take into account all the facts of of uh, of the applicants yeah okay now anwar uh, we mentioned domestic violence and uh, i mean domestic abuse and domestic violence quite a bit now, when is it not reasonable for a person to occupy a property if they're subject to domestic uh, violence? That's obvious? right. Z- uh, when it comes to domestic uh, violence, the law mm, you know, is quite extensive and, and tend to protect those who are going, uh, through going through domestic violence and abuse. But when it comes to, to housing, first, uh, you will be given uh, priority if you are a victim of domestic violence. And further more is section 1771 provides that it is not reasonable for a person uh, to continue to occupy accommodation if it's probable even when it comes to the word probable even those who are not victims of domestic violence but maybe are subject to subject to uh, that this will lead to domestic uh, abuse or other violence against the the, the mm, uh, applicant or a person who normally resides with the applicant as as a member of the applicant's family or any other person who might reasonably be expected to reside with the applicant um, if it's very advisable for our listeners those who are listening to our show that if you are going through domestic going through domestic violence and you're concerned that you may not have a place to live that is not that's wrong basically if you're a victim of uh, domestic violence you do need to approach the local authorities as soon as possible and they will make sure that you you do not face any homelessness or, or you They'll do have sure a reasonable uh, place to occupy okay. yeah Okay, now, Anwar, I know when it comes to homelessness, affordability is a big aspect that the council will look at. Yeah, councils generally housing circumstances in the district is uh, section 1772 provides that in determining whether it's reasonable for a person to continue to occupy accommodation, housing authorities must have uh, regard to the general housing circumstances uh, prevailing there in the housing authorities district affordability affordability must be considered in all cases this just to prevent to make sure that these uh, 
those who are offered suitable accommodation do not do not lose their properties for rent arrears and things like that. So affordability must be considered in all cases. The homelessness and suitability of accommodation order 1996 requires housing authority to consider the affordability of accommodation for the applicant. Right. And the order specifies, among other things, that in determining both whether it would be or would have been reasonable for a person to continue to occupy accommodation and whether the accommodation is suitable, housing authority must take into account uh, uh, whether the accommodation is affordable for them and must oh, in yeah. particular take um, into account financial sources uh, available to them, the costs of the accommodation, maintenance payments to spouse, former spouse or respect of, let's say, children, child maintenance, right. and their le- reasonable living expenses. That yeah. covers the shopping utility bills. Absolutely, yeah. The councils do have a duty to do a, an affordability check to make sure that these applicants... It's not at the remit, yeah. Exactly. Do not face some kind of financial problems in future. Um, yeah, that's okay, the purpose. And those that are really interested and are affected by this, you could see further guidelines and affordability from Chapter 17 um, of the... Uh, right. That's right. We did have we did have some clients where they've come up says, look, the rent not so high or affordability check uh, was not done properly when they were offered the property. So if you have any concerns when it comes to affordability, you I can either approach your local authorities for further advice and information, or approach the approach solicitors to to assist you with those okay. kind of events. Those of you who just tuned, uh, tuned in, uh, welcome to the Ask Your Lawyer show. I'm your host, Mujib of .com Solicitors, and I'm joined by my colleague, Mr. Anwar Kazi, also of .com Solicitors. And those of you uh, not knowing the topic we're talking about, we're talking about homelessness today. So if you've got any questions and you want to call in and ask us a question, feel free to call in on 01582481822. Or those of you that just want to WhatsApp your questions or anything, uh, you can WhatsApp your questions to 0779-481-822. And we've literally got six minutes left for till the show's ending. So I'll move swiftly forward back to my guest. Now, Anwar, what happens if a tenant is given notice of intention to recover um, possession? If you could just be a bit... I'll be try to be fast by having yeah. said that, uh, Mr. Majib. Uh, what as solicitors, especially being a housing solicitor, talk about housing matter here. What is our job? What is our aim? Our aim has always been to assist people and help people with housing uh, problems and difficulties. Yes. And, and although the legal aid is there for those who cannot afford their legal fee, and our sole job, you know. Our, purpose is to assess them to make sure that we make some kind of changes or differences to ensure that they've got reasonable living standards exactly that's that's our duties and and these duties there are further duties placed on on uh, on us by our regulatory body body. the solicitors regulation authority and coincidentally uh, today is the 25th November. A new code of conduct came into yes, into force. Yeah, is uh, standard regulations by the uh, solicitors regulation authority. Uh, 
uh, for solicitors or for those who are regulated. Anyway, tenants are uh, given uh, notice of intention to recover position in cases where the applicant has been occupying a, uh, accommodation as a tenant or has received a valid notice to quit or a notice that the landlord intends to recover position. We're talking about Section 8 notice, Section 21, One, yeah. or even notices under those under their tenancy agreements. Housing authorities should make contact with the landlord at, at an early stage. Um, this will be a necessary board to understand the circumstances in which the applicant has become threatened with homelessness and to establish what reasonable steps may be taken by the housing authority and by the applicant to prevent their homelessness. And that, that's the, generally these local authorities do follow this. As soon as you make an application, they do approach your, your landlord to, to see if they, can find up, if they can find some kind of solution. Okay. Can the housing authority give a notice to end? Mm, housing authority can give notice to end the section 1952 prevention duty where 56 days have passed since the prevention duty was accepted whether or not the applicant is still, is still threatened with homelessness is section 1958b however section 1956 of the housing act 1996 prevents an authority from doing this if the applicant has been given a valid section 21 notice which will expire within 56 days or, or has already expired in respect of the only accommodation uh, available for uh, the applicant's uh, occupation okay now what would be reasonable in determining whether the applicant is reasonably allowed to continue to occupy a property uh, or accommodation. In, in, in determining uh, whether it would be reasonable for an applicant to continue uh, to occupy accommodation following expiry of a valid section 21 notice the authority will need to consider all factors all the factors relevant to the case and decide the way that each uh, should attract uh, so basically what the, the local authorities need to consider each application each applicants application carefully and take wider exactly it's case by case basis and make sure that they provide the advice and assistance that the applicants it requires okay so just to sum up today we spoke about homelessness just to give you a paragraph before we finish housing authorities should ensure that homeless families and vulnerable uh, individuals are owed a duty and are not evicted throughout the enforcement of an order or position as a result of failure by the authority uh, to get, make them or make available to them a suitable accommodation so the local authority in simple terms does have a duty towards you to house you on that note, Jazakallah uh, Khair for tuning in and inshallah we shall see you, then, uh, see you when we're here next with a new topic inshallah. And on that note, Assalamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspirefm Luton.